it's good to be with you. It's good to be up here. Um, last time I was up here, I did it on attendance, and oh, that seemed loud. Um, so I felt like that was a uh, very broad and uh, right to your face. And so this this sermon is not so much, but it is uh, something I think that we need uh, as a congregation that I needed. Um, and so when I thought about what I wanted to preach on, um, it's something that it, it came straight to the heart. Um, and it's something that I felt like I, did, I needed to be more of this. And so this morning I want to talk about being on fire. And um, it's something that I like to think about often, um, something that I want to keep in the forefront of my mind always um, because if I feel if personally if I feel like that I'm not being on fire that I'm being someone that is not um, helping others helping myself helping my family um, that I'm being just someone that is boring uh, someone that is um, not doing what God wants me to do. In Luke 12, 35, it says there, stay for action. Keep your lamps burning. Um, so in that passage, it says that we need to keep that light burning constantly, that we need to keep in action. And how do we do that? We need to stay on fire for God. We need to continue to keep that light burning within us. And if we let that light go out, what good are we? to anyone, to ourselves, to our family, to our brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. It's something that I've always wanted to keep in the forefront of my mind, like I said before, and it's something that I think that would help our congregation um, as a whole um, for this new year uh, and the years to come, is to help uh, to keep that in our forefront of our minds. In Hebrews 12, 29, it says, For our God is a consuming fire. The number one reason that I think that people get cold is they don't spend time thinking about God or spending time in His Word. Um, he, again, that's Hebrews 12, 29, where it says, God is a consuming fire. And that's what I want to think of all of us in Jesus' life. He was always about doing God's will and always on fire for preaching or teaching his disciples uh, about God and that's what I want us to all be about um, I always think about my own uh, life and about the the name on the back of my jersey when I played sports it always said Miller but I don't want people to look at me that way I want people to look at me as a Christian or a father of, of, of God and I want to always think that as well that he is always there. He's always present. And if I want someone in the store or when I go to work to, to see God in me, to see that fire shining within me. And so I want that to be in you as well. So when I when I started doing this sermon, I thought of the youngsters, of those who just recently been starting and getting encouraged and being in front of you guys. And in First Peter 2 2, it says there. Like newborn infants longing for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. So when you first become a Christian, you want that milk, right? You want, and then eventually you come into that meat. 
But as infants, you know, as my new child, he, he, he seems like he wants to eat all the time. And, you know, that's what I want us to feel like. I want us to, be, I want us to long for that. Long for that pure milk. Long for getting into the Word. Longing to be on fire. You know, and a fire. If you think of fire, we think of a uh, house getting burnt, right? It, 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 it's a consuming fire, right? It's big. You know, and sometimes we can't always be so much in people's face. Um, but our coals continue to burn. And that's what I think about when a consuming fire is that letting your light shine, letting that fire burn, those, car, those coals burn within you all the time. And so we're going to talk about a little bit about three steps. The steps of digression. So when you're on fire, sometimes you digress from it. When you become that newborn babe, sometimes you're, you're on fire for the first time, but you start to digress. And we'll talk about that a little bit this morning. And then how do we find our way back? How do we get back to where we need to be all the time? And then lastly, staying on fire for God. So, steps of digression. Let's go over Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. Joshua 1 verse 8 says, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and that you will have good success. When we start in the Word, when we're looking in the Word, are we digging into it? Are we diving into it? Are we... The people that just uh, would just read it and just move on. Do we really think about it um, in our studies? Um, is that when we we just read it for the first time when we come on Sunday morning on Wednesday evening? Is that the first time we read it? I hope not. I hope we take that time to read it. If you're very busy, one of the things that I do is I listen to those passages in the car on the way to work. It takes me 45 minutes to get to work and back. That's a great opportunity for anybody that drives long distance or even to work them back. Listen to those passages. Get into the Word. That's how we stay on fire. And that's one of the reasons I think digression happens. Is we do not spend time in God's Word. Hosea 4.6 My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I reject you from being a priest to me. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. Wow. We're talking about the young infants and stuff. If we forget God, I don't think He ever stops loving us. But, he's, he's, you know, we're not with Him, right? We're not with Him. And, and we need to be gaining that knowledge. If we're not gaining, as we often say before, if we're not gaining, if we're not increasing, what are we doing? We're falling back. We're losing that knowledge. We need to stay engaged in God's Word. And how do we do that? How do we get in habits? And that's, that's, the, that's the key word, is getting into the habit of getting into God's Word. I know that Mike recently sent out that, that daily reading that you can read every day. Or you can do the yearly where you open your God or your word every day and read an old and new pass or New Testament, an old testament passage every day. 
That's some of the habits you can get into. Or set a set of time every day. Maybe it's on Tuesday evening before we come to Wednesday. Or Saturday evening before we come to Sunday morning. To get into God's Word. And maybe that will get you in the habit of everyday study. But that's one of the biggest things of digression. And we're not staying on fire. Is not getting into God's Word. We need to really get in to God's Word. Hosea 4.1 says, Hear the word of the Lord, O children of Israel. For the Lord is your con- controversy with the inhabitation of the land. There is no faithfulness or steadfast love and no knowledge of God in the land. This time there was they, they weren't engaged in, in knowing God and seeing who He is. And I'm, you know, I'm going to use some of these passages about children because we're going to talk about that uh, in a few in a few weeks when I talk about children and their roles. We're all children of God, aren't we? They weren't in engaged. They weren't in. They weren't trying. And that's that. That's one of the biggest things I think for me is I just don't get up and try. Um. And it's just like with everything that we do, you know, I, I feel like that um, one of the things that I, I used to do all the time is work out, and I, and I enjoyed it so much, but sometimes all I need to do is just try, right, or just get back into it. That's the same thing with God's Word, is if we feel like that we're not diving into it, what do we need to start doing? The first thing we need to do is just try and get into it, dive into it. And how do we get back to it? I just talked about one of the biggest reasons why we digress. Um, as you can see on the on the PowerPoint, we're going to talk about David a little bit. Um, in Proverbs 28, verse 13, it says, Whoever conceals his transgression will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. So I think one of the ways that we get back to it and we, we have several ways that we can digress. Um, we, we could have talked about several ways. But I wanted the biggest part of this the sermon is how do we find our way back to God? How do we find our way back uh, to getting into it? Um, and one of the biggest things that we see in, in David's example is he goes to God. Um, and, and we'll talk about Psalms 51 in depth here in a second. Um, and we, we had that lengthy passions in 51 but one of the biggest things he did is he went to God um, and that's one of the things that we need to do there, there are several people here that we can go and talk to that we need we can be encouraged uh, if, if, we're, if that's one of the things that we digress with is, is struggling uh, talking to God uh, we can talk to others and, and help us you know we, we have elders that are very good here that would help us uh, we have brothers and sisters here that definitely help us if you're young, mom, your mom and dads, they're, they're there to help you as well. Um, I looked up to a, a lot of people here, and I still do. Um, and that's, if I get discouraged, that's who I go talk to, uh, is people here. So there are people here uh, to help, but the number one person uh, that will help you through anything and everything is God. And we'll, like I said, we're going to dive into Psalms 51 here. Go over, go over to chapter 51. We're going to have to read. We're going to read this in entirety, and then we're going to go verse by verse um, in how to get back to God. 
Verse 51, verse 1. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgression and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right and spirit within me. Cast me not away from my presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit that I will teach transgressions your ways and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from your blood guiltness, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, upon my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. For ye will not delight in sacrifice, or I will give it. I will give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifice of God or a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the right sacrifices and burnt offerings and the whole burnt offerings. Then the bulls will be offered on your altar. Why is, why is David writing this, this whole 51 confessing everything to God? Well, this is when he sinned with Bathsheba. And just thinking about... It, 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 you know, you know the story of David. Um, you know what Jonathan uh, went to him and talked to him. But I, I think this here it, it tells a lot. It tells about who David really was. It tells him about his heart. It tells him how he went on. Um, he didn't hide that um, from anybody. I, I feel like he even probably told it to his son um, and his 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 children. Um, it's something that we do not need to hide as well. Um, there is a time and a place for everything. Um, but if, if your kids come at that proper time and ask you, uh, did you struggle with this or did you have issues with this? It's a good opportunity to talk to them about it. Because you struggled or had times where you had hard times with it. Again, there are proper times and I can't tell you what, what those times are. I'm still growing as, as a father. Um, but it, I encourage you to talk to your children or talk to someone um, if you're older. Uh, again, like I said, the elders are here. Um, but again, the number one person that you need to talk to is God. So verse, verse 1. So in verse 1, he makes that direct appeal to God. Direct appeal to who? To God. Right? I mean, if we have something in our life that we are struggling with, that we need to get back to God, that we need to get back on fire for Him, <clears throat> excuse me, the number one person that we need to appeal to is who? 
God. I mean, it's plain, it's black and white. There's nobody else that we need to make that appeal to. If we have sin in our life, that's who we need to go talk to. Yes, other people can help us get through that, but we need to talk to God. If we want to get back on fire, if we need to talk to Him, get with God. Take, get in, get in a closet, get in wherever you need to get to, a private place, and talk to Him. Get in depth with Him. Tell Him everything. Yeah, He might know everything about us, but talk to Him about everything. Details. He wants you to talk to Him. That's how God is. He is that loving of a Father. He will listen. And I tell you what, from my personal appearance, He's a really good listener. That's 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 how I you know when I, I feel like I start to digress and want to get back on fire for God, I talk to God. And again, sometimes I don't have the the time away. As soon as I get home, kids are right there. When I get to work, it's work time. So sometimes I take maybe five minutes, try to get to work a little early, and take five minutes before I even go to work. Or sometimes I'm just maybe talking to God on the way to work, away from home. It's a perfect time if you can find the time to talk to God. It's very rewarding. You you think, well, you know, it, He's not going to talk back to me. He's not going to give me. He will give you the answer that you need. Some way, somehow, He will give you that answer. And I think the biggest thing is just making that pill to Him. Verse two: God can make me clean when I become dirty. Sometimes when we sin or we first start to digress. We think there's no way back. There's no way I could get back. My, I, I'm ruined. You know, there's people that's going to talk. Um, I can't get back to it. You know, I I, I want to get back to that that person I want to be. But the first person that you need to talk to is God, like I said, and then repent for it. He can make you white as snow, as it says. Yeah, we can have dirt. We can be dirty. We can be dirty at times where we sin and fall short. But we can come back. And yeah, we might do something that's going to hurt our reputation, that's going to make people look at us and be like, hey, that person was a Christian, but what are they doing? We can get back. The biggest thing about being a Christian is that we can repent and we can show people that we can get back. We can do that. Verse 3. An honest confession of God is needed. Not something, like I said before, is like, you just tell him, you know, little bits of pieces here. Here he knows. So let's be an open book about it. He needs to know it all. And it's just the same thing when we go talk to others. We don't need just to give bits and pieces. We need to we need to get it off our chest. And that helps. Trust me, I've been there. Fearing him and violating the law. So that's something that we need when we get when we get back onto fire is that fear, that fear of knowing that if we don't get back on the right track, where are we going? And if we continue down that road, continue down the road that we are violating the law of God, where are we headed? And so I want us to continue to remember that um, as well. Verse five is one of the the, the ones that I always continue to, uh, I think, in forefront of my mind. Um, and I think, I uh, can't remember who sang it a couple weeks ago. I think it may be Seth that sang um, 
he, he makes me. You know, he, he's, he's forever, uh, and I'm just a vapor. That's something that I always keep in my mind as well. He made me. He, he made me perfect. You know, and He made you as well. Uh, perfect. And it's something special um, that we got to remember that our God made us perfect as Him. And it's something that we need to get back to. It's something that we need to stay on fire and remember that we can be just like Him one day. That we can be in heaven one day with Him um, because He has made me just like him. But we have to, like I said, keep his law and continue to fear him. Verse 6 talks about he loves us. He wants us to keep his commandments. Isn't that why Jesus came, right? He, he, told, he continued to teach his disciples to keep, keep his commandments. Um, and it's the same thing with our word today. If we're diving into it, we're, we're going to keep them. But if we're not, we're not keeping his commands because I mean one of the biggest things is, is read his word, right? Hear his word. And if we love him as much as he has loved us, this is one of the commandments that we should keep is diving into his word. Verse seven, clean me, clean me with the blood of your son. It is effective to make us whiter than snow. You know, in the New Testament it talks about, you know, Making us whiter than snow, and that's it's something that when we think about when we're dirty and when we're not clean and when we can when we sin, how guilty we feel. But you know, when we repent and we fully confess and get that out there, it makes us whiter than snow again. I, I often think about you know getting to heaven um, and what that feeling is going to be like. Um, and I think one of the things that I think about is being clean, is being fully, no worries, no concerns. I don't have to worry about my, my, my struggles anymore. I don't have to worry because it's, it's, I'm made white. You know, I, I, I don't have to worry about those things anymore. And that's what the blood of Christ does for us. Verse 8, I was crushed from iniquities, but God can give me joy and gladness. He can he can give us all the joy and gladness if we just let it all give back to Him. That's what we need to do. I was crushed, but I found my way back. I think when we were, when we we're first learning, when we first are in sin, we, we know that we need to, need to be baptized. That's something that, you know, if that's what you're thinking about right now, you can have that joy. You can have that gladness. A lot of us here remember that first time, or remember when we were baptized, when we came out of that water, with, with joy and gladness, knowing that you had. I remember that to, to this day. Um, and that's a great feeling. And we can continue to have that. This is what this lesson is for, is continue to have that fire, just like when we came out of that water, to continue to let those coals burn with fire. Verse 9, You can alone can take my sin away, make it as never happened. Do we often think that? Do we, you know, for me, it's hard when I remember my past sins. I still remember them to this day. Um, some of those bigger than others. 
But do we carry them with us each and every day? Yeah, they're good lesson learns, but do we carry them? Do we think, I don't know if I've really been forgiven for them. Well, if you've really repented and turned from that, you definitely have. But if you fully, no, I, I haven't really repented for that, then something you need to think about. But he can. Those sins that you've repented for and you've if you ask for forgiveness, he's taken, he, he doesn't know them anymore. He wipes them out. One of my favorite passages in, in the Old Testament is in verse 10. Create a new me. Make me like your own, own child ought to be. It says clean, and, and for, I rephrased it here, but in verse 10 it says create in me clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. It's a powerful verse that we think about. Clean me, God. Make me new as we should be. It's very powerful. Verse 11, Don't leave me, O God. I need you desperately forever. He will never leave us only way that he leaves us is how? We leave him. Right? God is always with us. He always tells us he's always on our side if we're with him. If we start to digress and we start to go down a path that we shouldn't be, God's not going to be with us. We're going down the wrong path. We need to be in that path of righteousness with God because he is going to be with him with us if we're with him and we desperately need him we do every day every hour we sing that song we do need him every hour and every day verse 12 it is joy just to be part of your children I think sometimes we take it for granted to be a child of God. I really do. It's a blessing to be part of His family. To be partake of all the blessings that He has given us on this earth. To be part of His, His, His Son that's done everything for us. Jesus calls us His friend. He is our brother. He has done so much for us. And He is our God as well. He's, God has done everything for us. And we so often take that for granted that we can be His child and in His family and be one day called home. I was going to do the prodigal son. And, that, and this is what I think about coming home um, to Him and being His child. Uh, we know that the story of the prodigal son where He... He takes his inheritances and goes off and squanders it, you know, and, and he has to come back as just a servant, but God, you know, or the, the man asking him to come back or his father asking him to come back. Um, and it was a powerful moment. I could, I could just, it's like a movie moment, a powerful moment when that child gets to come home. And that's the way God will receive us. It's going to be a joyful moment when we all get to call, get to go home. Because we are his children. 
and it's a blessing to be his child. Verse 13, I preach, and the preaching will be blessed by you and effective in turning sinners to you. After we get back to God, after we know that we've been digressed and we need to be back on fire and we've known that, we've repented, what do we need to do for God? We need to be workers for Him. We need to start and tell people, yeah, I've been digressing, but I, I got back. This is how I got back. Those are preaching moments, right? You need to be open book about it. And I hope people know that there's a change in you. When you go to work, when you go to school, wherever you're at, you're joyful. People like will ask you, what's going on with you? You're, you're very happy today, even if you're at the store. I, I've, I've asked people in mind before, why are you so happy? You know, and they'll, they'll tell me a story about, you know, they've had a great day or whatever. But I hope we have that kind of joy in our life where we're happy and joyful in our day. The people will ask us, and those are, are great opportunities. Um, so let's be those people that are willing to teach others. The preaching is ready. It is down for us. We just need to learn it and help others. Verse 14, I was wicked by now, and you make me clean by the sacrifice of your son. It's true. Um, we were wicked. We were we were dirty, but he wiped white as snow, and we can make, be clean again. By the sacrifice of his son, we can do this. We can make we can be clean again. And if you're not a Christian, I hope you think about that. That he can make you clean. Because his son sacrificed his life for you and me. And we weren't there. We we weren't at the at the at the sacrifice, but I hope we from the God's word can can think about those those images. The the things that he went through. One of the biggest things for me when I presented uh, the sacrifice, uh, it's been a few several years ago, and just looked in the crucifixion um, and how many stripes the rope they they put on, or even uh, the nails that went in. All those images. I hope we often think about those things because if we don't, we really lose <coughs> what the sacrifice is for. And when we come to God, I hope those images come back to God. When we put on Christ for the first time, it's because He has done that for me and for you. If you open my sinful mouth, I will praise you all day long. You know, sometimes the mouth can be very harmful at times. Uh, depends on how we project it, right? Depends on what is in the heart. Um, and so I hope we're filling our heart with what we need because eventually what our heart is going to reveal. If it's, if it's, if it's full of dirt, full of stuff that we don't need to be in there, it's going to come out eventually and it's going to be an example to everyone around us. But if we're filling it with what we're supposed to, if we're filling it with good and the word and the people that we are around maybe it's the, the movies we watch the things that we hear the people that we are coming in contact with each and every day that will eventually come out so take it from me I, I'm, I, 
most of you know I enjoy uh, occasional movie every now and then. I think I've gotten better at it. But I do. But it, it's about what are you watching. Um, I have a clear play, um, and it takes out that language um, that I don't need to hear. Um, if it's a song that you really like, get the clean version. Stuff like that you need to work out. Because whatever you're filling your yourself with, it's going to eventually come out. And that could be steps of digression if you don't take those steps. Verse 16, you want a right heart, O God. Clean me with all, with a clear conscience, with the blood of Christ. And that's our purpose, right? That is what we really long for, is the heart of God. And to be clean with the blood of Christ. Verse 17, God wants us to be us to be sorrowful for, off, for offending Him. He wants us to take the steps back again and taking all the steps to leave sin and forsake them finally. How often do all of us say, you know, God, I repent for it, but in the back of your mind, you're just like, you know, I don't want to continue to leave it. I want to leave it where I've repented for it, um, but it's still there that I might come back to it. It's, it's always on our mind or something. I think this verse helps us that we, when we, when we step away from it, we need to put it behind us. We need to never look at it again. And if it's a struggle that we're going to turn and look back from it, seek help. You know, take the steps of, of helping one another. And one of the biggest things is, is talking to someone. I think sometimes we, we do repent of it. We did get back from it. But we don't go seek that help and, and give it all to, to God or give it all to someone and help them. Help, help them help us, right? Um, and that's one of the things that you know, I, I often think about you know, it, with my struggles. Um, am I seeking the right help? Um, and some, that's something we can also pray about. Um, so one of the, my biggest, if I have a struggle, my, my biggest person that I go talk to is my wife. And I, I'm sure some of you do the same thing. But if I'm struggling with something, she has been very encouraging to me to get it off my chest. Um, and so... I mean, there's other people that you can talk to, but that's one of the biggest things is getting it open and out there. Verse 18, Bless us with your with your plan, O God. Make us strong and prosperous again. So his plan is there for us to take, uh, to make us strong, to make us prosperous again, to get back on that right path. Um, and so let's remember that, that his word is there to make us strong, to make us prosperous, to make us gain. Um, and when I say prosperous here, I mean within our own self. Um, to be an encouragement to one another. To be that shining light to one another um, in His Word. Verse 19, It is your great mercy and forgiveness that makes us right before you once more. And it is. And it's because of His mercy and forgiveness that we can have that hope of heaven with Him. And that's a way back to God. Again, I've taken these verses and, and wrote them um, in my own words. Um, but 
Again, these are powerful verses for us uh, today. Chapter 51 of Psalms, if you haven't read it in depth and done a good study on it, I encourage you to do that. Because it's helped me in so many ways to see what sin David had in his life and how he truly repented of it. So I talked about, you know, the steps of, you know, how we digress and how do we find our way back. But really, how do we stay on fire for God? Every day. Every day for God. How do we stay on fire? Well, the first thing is, never put out the fire in the first place. 1 Thessalonians 5.19 Praying without ceasing. This is a powerful thing, and I've talked about several things in this in this sermon about talking to God. Um, when I think about ceasing, obviously you think about never ending, right? You think about something that you never stop doing. But like I talked about reading and, and making a plan or making it a habit, it's the same thing with praying. Making it a habit to pray. Not just before you study, not before you just eat a meal, uh, not before you go to bed. Uh, those can be good habits to get into. Um, but making it more than just that. Um, making it more than just when I'm struggling. Um, it's a perfect time to pray to God. But we need to pray more often than just in the bad times. And in the good times. Times where that even if uh, my coworker is struggling or my friend at, at school is struggling or have a family member or something, take that time. Be that example for your teachers, for your coworkers, for your bosses. Because they're going to see that you're, that you're taking that time to do that. And if they ask you, what are you doing? That's a great opportunity to start talking to them about, the, about God. You see point two up there. Having God in us or having enthusiasm for God. I want God in, in my life every single day. Like I said before, I want that to be shining. I want that to be glowing. I want my fire to be lit at all times. And I want to have that enthusiasm. This is one of the biggest points. It's, it's for me. It, this point is for me. And I hope it's for you too. Is having that enthusiasm for God. So often I go out, the people that I know probably in North Harrison or in this community, I see it. I don't feel like I have that enthusiasm for them to ask me that. That I'm, that I, I got a good step when I'm walking, right? That I'm enjoying my day because I know that I'm a child of God. And if I die right now, that I'm going to heaven. That's what I want my life all the time to feel like. And I feel like I don't do that. And so this, this point is really for me. Uh, and I hope it encourages you. Ecclesiastes, excuse me, got my notes mixed up here. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10, sorry. Whatever your hand finds to do it, do it with your might. That's what I want to do. Everything that I do, I'm doing it for God, for the glory for Him. If it's at work, if it's 
for when I'm dealing with my children. They know that I'm doing it for God. Encouraging them. Often one of the things is I don't, in my regular speech, talk about God enough uh, to my to my kids, um, to coworkers. Um, one of the, one of my coworkers is she goes to church, so I feel like I, I talk to her more about God than than any uh, anybody else. But I want to be an encouragement to them. Romans chapter twelve verse eleven: Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Don't, let's not be that person, that slothful person, that, that person that doesn't have a seal, but a spirit willing to serve God. And that last point there, the love of Christ compels me. 2 Corinthians 5.14 says, For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that the one has died for all. Therefore, therefore all have died. So we... No, the love of Christ controls us. We need to have that. The love of con- the love of Christ compels me to be on fire for Him. Now, I hope us all can feel that. Last passage this evening is in Second Timothy, chapter one, verses six and seven. I'm writing to encourage you to fan into a flame and rekindle this fire of the spiritual gift of God imparted to you when I laid my hands upon you for God will never give you the spirit of fear but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power love and self-control just like this passage says I encourage you guys to stay on fire because that's what I want for myself for this congregation and the people that when they first put on Christ feel um, every day is to be that happy, uh, that joyful, that knowing you are one day going to heaven. And I want us all to stay on fire for God because uh, He wants that for for you as well. I'm talking about how to become a Christian this evening. Or this morning, I'm sorry. But when you put on Christ for the first time, you, you have that fire. I mean, all of you know that uh, when, you, when you come out of that water. Uh, but like this, this, this morning, you've heard the, heard the word. Um, but you need to believe that, really believe that Jesus died for you. Repent for those things that we talked about, that, that, that digression or that sin in your life uh, that you have in your life. Let's repent of those things and confess it to Jesus Christ. And let's all, if we have not, be immersed in water. Because that takes us and makes us white as snow. This last pass, this last one, live faithfully. And let's live faithfully that everybody sees those coals burning for us. But if you if you have, have put on Christ and you've digressed and you, re, you need to repent of those things, you have that opportunity this evening, uh, this morning, sorry, before it's too late. And let's be continue to be encouraged to one another, um, and let's confess. Uh, let's let's get it out there. Uh, like I said in this sermon this morning, if you have any need this morning, I ask you come now as we stand and as we sing.